Let's do it. Um, yeah, so I've had like a really weird week this week. Like, I feel like this is going to be a really strange teaching night talk. So, it's the first time, not usually like this, but I'm just like, I'm in a weird place. But, like, I'm learning. Sorry? What do you mean, as in, like, with the people? Or? <laughs> Blunt, love it. <laughs> no, like Jesus was blunt too, so I just I get that yeah. you're trying to just walk in that, so that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I actually am really weird. If you don't know me, I'm so freaking weird. I'm I surprise myself how weird I am. You should see me and Amber together. We are so weird. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, but yeah, huh? Thanks, man. Thanks for the pity laughs. <laughs> um, no, I was kidding. They were real. I could tell. Um, <laughs> Jesus, what a weird start to the talk. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's it's been a really weird week for me. Do you guys remember I told you that story about how I broke my phone and I just went on to this mental like weird place? It was like like last year. Um, <laughs> And I was like, that was my, my, my one bad day in, since like God changed my life. That was my first bad day, like actual crap day. I was like, God, I don't know if I can trust you with this. And I just got smashed by the enemy. I was just like lying in my bed, just like dead. Well, that kind of happened again this week. And it was with the same topic, which I thought I had a bit more breakthrough with, but I didn't. And it was like, because I've got this like sickness in my body and it's just not going away. And I'm praying and praying, believing as best as I can. And it just got to me. Do you guys know what I'm saying? Like, it's just such a slow thing over time beating you down, beating you down, beating you down. And then eventually you just go, you know what? God, I don't like your system of like believing in prayer and miracles. I don't, I don't like it because I feel like I'm genuinely believing. And I started to have those thoughts in my head of turning me against God. And then I, luckily I caught it because last time I didn't catch it. Last time I just got smashed by the enemy because I was against, I, I set my mind against God, opened myself up to a lie and I just got absolutely wrecked. But this time I kind of caught it. But still, it was really a weird I don't even know why I'm telling you guys all this, but let's just roll with it. Um, it was just a weird week because I felt really strongly the presence of the enemy. It was like it was, he was right here. And every time I would say something or even think something about Jesus, he'd be like, you don't believe that. You're kidding yourself. You're not being authentic. You're not being real from your heart. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That stuff happens. It was so strong. And I was like, and it went away heaps when I would hang out with, with Christians like crazily enough. <laughs> but then next day I'll wake up in the morning, I'll just be like off again. And I was like, what's going on? This is so weird. Um, but I'll, I'll chat more about that later. But yeah, I'm just going to preach out of that weirdness because like I really want to be a Holy Spirit led teacher and preacher. I don't want to give you my sermon every week, my three points, my what I studied at Bible college or what I studied here and there. I don't care about that crap. I want what the Holy Spirit wants for you. And if he can use me for that, then let's do that. Because like, I was chatting to Johnny before and he was like, man, I'm so glad that, you know, Holy Spirit's going to preach through you tonight because I'd much rather listen to, to Jesus than to you. And I was like, me too. Like, why the heck would you want to listen to me when, when Jesus is speaking through me? Do you know what I mean? Let's listen to him. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. I also read this verse last week. It's absolutely been blowing my mind for two weeks now. I sent it to Ben. And I was just like, my mind's just blown by this. It was like, oh, I, still, I can't even process it. It's that ridiculous. Anyway, it's because I've never seen anyone walk it out. But anyway. Um, 1 Peter 4, 11, I think it is. Peter says, let anyone who speaks, speak as if he's speaking the exact words of God. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like every word I'm saying right now is supposed to be 
God's word. Wow. I was like, man, I, I don't know if I've done that. Sorry, guys, if I haven't done that, you know what I mean? Like trying to persuade you with my arguments and things like that. I just want to speak and it just be God. You know what I mean? How would he speak if he was here, if he was sitting on this stool? Yeah, that's what I want. Um, wow. Anyway, let, we're just, we're not even going anywhere right now. So let's, let's go somewhere. Um, you guys know those TV shows that are like the Kardashians and like, you know, MTV Cribs and like following around like celebrities and you get to see like the inner workings of their life and their houses and their like the waiters and the, the maids and their, their money and their like millions of cars and all that sort of stuff. Like, you know, you, you get to see what it's like to be a Kardashian. <laughs> you got to yeah, like, and you realize when you watch their life that they don't live like you. And that's kind of why it's a good show because it's just like, oh my gosh, whatever they want, they can just get right there and then. Like if they want to get their hair dyed red, they're going to get the best person who's like good at dyeing hair in America, <laughs> flown over in a private jet in half an hour and then they're going to ha have like the most perfect color, exactly what they want. Whereas like normal people, they can't have that, right? You know what I mean? Or if they want their teeth white and it's just like, yeah, like let's go, done, easy. Anything, like any sort of medical problem, straight to the top, like the straight the top doctor, you know what I mean? Um, what's another example? Just like houses and cars and friends and anything they want. It's just there. You know what I'm saying? And you get to see this like really weird life that doesn't, you don't really connect with at all. And that's why it's kind of like quite an addicting show. Not for me, but my wife gets pretty addicted to it. She's just like, it's just so fascinating, but I hate it, but I love it, but I hate it. <laughs> um, yeah. So what I want to bring up with that is, is that you get to see what it's like to live as a son or a daughter of a Kardashian or like a Smith or a Jolie or a Pitt or whatever, any celebrity, right? You get to see exactly what they live like. And basically what it looks like is whatever the parents have, the kids just kind of get. And they don't do anything weird about it. They just kind of live their lives. They don't, they don't wake up in the morning and go, oh man, I gotta, I gotta keep my title as a Kardashian. I gotta like, you know, Oh, you know, they don't, they don't go out and try and tell everyone about, you know, how amazing their dad is to try and keep a spot in their family. <laughs> Sorry, that's a really weird sentence, but I'm trying to connect it to spiritual things here, right? You know what I mean? Because we do that, right? Yeah. What I'm saying is they, they don't wake up and try and be a Kardashian. They don't wake up and try and be a whoever. They just kind of are. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They just are. They don't try. It's always been that way. It's so normal for them. There's no effort. There's no striving. There's no fear that they're going to get kicked out. Like if, if you've got good parents, you're not going to get kicked out. Do you know what I mean? But why don't we do that? Why can't we just wake up and just like, I am a son. And all those whisperings I was saying before, like the enemy is right there. Why can't I just have absolutely no effect over me? And why can't I actually just believe that God's my actual father? Like if you really believe that, that he was, he was good and he's your father and he loves you and he's with you always, I don't think we'd stress and worry about all the things that we stress and worry about. You guys know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sorry, weird example to start off with, but you get the point. Really? All the girls are like, yeah, Kardashians, I fully relate. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not judging. <laughs> yeah, you get the gist. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you, Kathy. Um, I do. I'm not joking. Um, Jesus. Because I feel like I chat to so many people and they feel like they're always teetering on the edge of like, 
am I okay? Am I good enough? Like that person over there seems way more on fire than me. Like, am I going to keep my position in the family? That's how it starts to act out. It's like, we feel like we're going to get kicked out. We're just not good enough for God or we're just this or we're just that. We're not on fire. We're not seeing the sick healed. We're not like praying every day. We're not this. And just this list piles up. And then before you know it, you're back onto the law and then you're back to being a slave again because you let those lies come back in and let them tell you what you're not because you are a son of God, right? But they're trying to tell you that you're a slave. You guys know what I'm saying? So all I want to do is just like ramble about this tonight. Like I literally have no structure. I'm just going to ramble. So I usually have structure. So sorry if this is just all over the place, but it's just where I'm at right now. So yeah, just deal with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, cool, cool, cool. So what I mean is this. When we pray, often we speak to God as if we're trying to persuade him to give us something. Okay, if you truly believe that God is a good, good father, right? Like the best father you could ever imagine. Why on earth would you ever have to bring something before him and persuade him to give it to you when it's a good thing? Because you would never do that with your earthly parents. You would never go... Dad, I really, really just want to go to school today and like just learn about the world so I can be equipped for a, a job in the future. Please, God, please just make a way, open a door. I'll just, I'll listen, speak to my heart, send, one, send, someone, send, send someone in my path and I'll listen to them, I'll go. Like you would never speak to like your dad like that. And if you did, it'd be really weird. If you're like, what do you, go to school, are you kidding? Of course I'll pay for you to go to school. I want you to go to school. It's a good thing. You know what I mean? Or like, Dad, I'm, I'm super hungry. Like, can you please just give me some food? Like, I'm begging you, please give me food. And he's got a, f a fridge full of food right here. As if a good dad's not going to go, here you go. <laughs> but we speak to God often as in we're trying to persuade him to move and to do something. God, heal him, please. God, pour out your spirit. God, please, Jesus. Come on, God, we just want to see your power. Jesus, pour it out. It's a slave mentality. Because you're, he's the master still and you're the slave and he's the, well, I do whatever I want and I tell you what to do and you do this and you do that. You're not, you're not acting like a son. Wow. And I heard this little tiny story a few years ago, but the only person that can wake up a king in the middle of the night and ask for a drink of water is the, kid, is the king's son. Yeah. Everyone else would be killed straight away. <laughs> it's like so inappropriate to go and ask the king for a drink of water. But a son can do that at any hour of the night. If the king's a good king, he'll give him some water. Do you know what I mean? There's certain privileges and mindsets and truths that you get to walk in as a son, but I'm afraid that sometimes we don't do it. Maybe even often we don't do it because we lived our whole lives as slaves. We have, we really have. Like when, when God saved the people of Israel from Egypt, he had to pummel the slavery mentality out of them. He was like, on the Sabbath day, you will rest or you will die. And it's just like, are you kidding me? He's trying to give you a day off, but he's threatening you with death if you don't do it. He's like, I'm so serious about you stopping from trying to work and trying to do this and trying to do that, that you must rest. Like he's so, you know what I mean? Like, and they, they wouldn't have obeyed otherwise if it wasn't that, that strong. That's, that they were slaves. They responded to commands. You know what I mean? Rather than just like relationship, which is where we should be heading towards, right? Like every single day, just like, Father, what's your heart for me? I want to walk with you today. That's really all I want to say tonight is that, I'm going to keep going, but like, 
Like this is my big idea. Life as a son of God is simply walking each day with your father. And it might sound just so ridiculously simple. It's like, yeah, I've heard it before, Nath, whatever. You're probably not doing it because I didn't do it this week. And I've been trying, trying. I've been like walking in this the best that I know how for so long. And then this week, a lie hits me. And what do I do? Back to slave mentality for a few days. And I felt it in my body. I was like, it's not right. Like I just feel so off from God right now. And then I'll tell you about it in a sec. But like literally yesterday morning, I read one Bible verse and it snapped me out of it. Like Holy Spirit was just like, whoop. And I was like, whoa. What the frick? So good. But you know what I mean? Because I received the truth and I'll go, oh, frick, I'm a son. I'm a son. <laughs> All this crap that's hitting my mind right now. It's not true. So why am I letting it have such a, a, a loud voice? Anyway, Jesus is good. Um, yeah, we don't speak to God as if he actually wants to answer our prayers. So maybe that's a good start just for even someone tonight. Because I'm telling you right now, God, okay, God was glorified through Jesus' life, right? There's nothing that Jesus would have done that didn't bring glory to God. So everything that Jesus did brought God the Father glory. Can we all agree on that? Like that's just simple, right? And then when Jesus met a sick person, what did he do? Every single time he healed them. And so what did that do? Did that bring glory to God? Well, it must have. And so do you think God wants like people to glorify him? Yeah, I think so. He wants to glorify you and he wants, to, and he wants you to glorify him. So then that must mean he must want to heal your sickness. But no one believes that. Because <laughs> then I can hear it in how we pray. God, please, please, God, please. You don't do that to a father. Asking for a good gift. That's why Jesus had to give you ridiculous examples. Where I've preached on this before, but he goes, when you ask your, fa- your father for an egg, who among you is going to throw a snake at the kid? Like, it's, it's supposed to be funny, right? It's supposed to be a joke. Because everyone's there like, I would not do that. And he goes, okay, and you're evil, but God is good. So if you, who are evil, can actually do good things, how much more the ultimate source of goodness? <sighs> so we don't believe his father. We don't believe he's good, but we should. And I think even, even just praying, I'll preach on this at one point because this has been a full-on mind bend for me. Like, what's the point of even praying then, right? If he wants to do it, he should just do it. But even Jesus prays a lot. And even ask God to do things. And that, that messed with my mind for so long. I was like, why are you asking God to do things? Like, he should want to do them, right? And because you ask, now he wants to do them more? Like, is that how it works? But I seriously think it's just you bringing yourself in alignment with his will. And you're going, I just want, I want to see this happen. Father, make this happen. And you can approach the throne boldly and just say this, this, this. And you speak it in his name. And you're agreeing with him. And it's like when he speaks, you speak. And when you speak, he speaks. And you're like in this, you're not asking for things. Please, God, please. You know what I mean? It's such a different mentality. I'm agreeing with my father. I'm walking with my father. I'm just speaking. And I want, what I want to see come to pass, that's what I'm praying for. That's what I'm believing for. I'm not saying it's wrong to pray for people, by the way. I'm just saying, who are you praying to? And how do you view him? Because if it's a slave master, like that, that's not good. Yeah. You'll get yourself in this cycle and it'll be very difficult to break out. Anyway, let's keep moving. Um, God enjoys giving gifts. And it's, it says in the Bible, it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. He enjoys, any good dad would love to see their child's face when they open a gift that he, he bought them. Any good dad would love that. You think God's not like that? 
think God's withholding things from you to make you read the Bible more and pray more so that you can become more of a son, so that you can da 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 You know what I mean? Like all these things we just make up in our head. Oh, maybe he hasn't given this to me yet because I'm not, I'm not walking strongly with him yet. Oh, I haven't seen anyone healed yet. So why would he give me this? Do you know what I mean? All these things, we, and we just go back, slave, slave, slave. All these com- now you have all these commands. Got to see someone healed. Got to pray. Got to read the Bible. Got to do this. Got to do that. Da, 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 rather than walking with your father every day. Jesus literally goes, I have said nothing that the father didn't say to me first. He just listened. What are you saying, father? And then he just spoke. Jesus. So stop trying to plead your case with God. He's on your team. <laughs> the enemy is not on your team. The enemy is against you. Oh, here's a good one. Oh yeah, here we go. Why do we think that when we try really hard to walk out Jesus and we just can't do it, that he's somehow disappointed with us? Any father looking down on their son who is trying his best or a daughter trying her best to do something is no chance going to go, I can't believe you did that. That's insane. But we view God that way, don't we? We try our best. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and just spend time with God. And then you sleep in and it's just like, oh, I forget God. And you're so caught up about it. That pleases him that you, that you really wanted that. Do you know what I mean? Celebrate those little wins. You know, you, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's on your team. Yeah. He's not like, wow. <laughs> you getting rocked, Ange? No, she is. Come on. <laughs> More Jesus. Um <laughs> Um, I was chatting to someone the other day and they were like you know I was just you know I was was spending time with this person I got really angry got really aggravated and I was like I was thinking about what you're saying about not living by feelings and like try not let my anger get to me and all that sort of stuff and then I tried I tried and I tried I just couldn't do it and I really I just couldn't do it Nathan I just felt so crap and I just walked away and I was just like damn and I was like are you serious? Good on you. You seriously did your best. Like you a year ago wouldn't have done that. You even a couple months ago wouldn't have done that. Look how far you've come. Now that you actually want to do that, you wouldn't have even wanted to do that before. The fact that you do shows that you're changing and that God's changing your heart. Good on you. That's amazing. Maybe you don't get everything first go. That's okay. But God's leading you in that. Do you know what I mean? As if a father wouldn't speak to their child like that. That feels beat down. We just, we just live feeling beat down the whole, the whole week. We're just like, oh man, I should have just done this. That person walked right past me. I didn't touch them. I didn't pray for them. I didn't, whatever. Jesus, I'm so sorry. It's like, I think he, he's happy that you want to. <laughs> and how's it going to help you if you live in that place of just like, I'm so crap. It doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help him. It doesn't help you. And he knows that. So he's not going to leave you there. He's going to re-encourage you and say, okay, that's okay. You want to do it. I'm going to help you do it next time. Next time, listen to me and we'll, we'll take it slow. Isn't that how fathers speak to chi- their kids? Pretty sure it is. That's how I speak to my kid. If they were really trying something, they couldn't do it. If they were trying to walk, like as a little kid, and they, and they took a few steps and then fell, I'm not like, oh, <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> Dude, it's not that hard. Watch me. Uh. <laughs> it's not difficult. You, you see one step and you go, <laughs> and you just die. Because it's like one step is just like the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. As if your father in heaven doesn't see you like that. Yeah. He sees you at least try to step out and, and pray for that person. Yeah. 
and you get a bit rattled and you just walk away. He's like, oh my gosh, a year ago, they wouldn't even have thought, they would walk straight past them. They took a step. Oh my gosh, they're growing. I'm becoming like my son. <laughs> That's a heavenly father. Ah, Jesus. So many notes. <laughs> All right, here's a good one. Why do we try so hard to tell everyone about Jesus like we've got something to prove rather than someone to love? Wow. So you're going out there with like, oh, I've, I've, I've got to tell them about Jesus. I've got to tell them about Jesus. I've got to tell them about Jesus. I've got to evangelize. It's the thing I do. I saw Todd White do it on the internet. He's really good at it. I, 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 I can do that. Let's go. Let's go. And all, but without even, before you even start, you're in a slave mentality. Yeah. I've got to. I've got to. I've got to. And what happens when you don't? I failed. Guilt, shame, condemnation. I'm sorry, God. Please forgive me. And then you'll probably just walk away from that whole thing entirely because you feel so crap about it. Because you didn't go out and love, you went out with a command as if you didn't do that command, you'd be condemned for it. Like it was your job to do. And in a sense, it is your job to do. But you don't do it that way. You go out and you see people through the eyes of the Father. That's it. Like Jesus didn't speak to everyone. Do you guys know that? He didn't do everything. He actually could have done more, technically speaking. But he didn't. He listened to his father. He started his ministry at 30. Why didn't he start at 13? 17 extra years. Isn't that more effective? No, it's not. Because he didn't listen to his father if he did that. See what I mean? It's way more simple than we make it. We're just like, I've got to see people converted. I've got to see people healed. I've got to see this, that, this, that. How about you just, every single day, you wake up and you listen to your father. That's it. There's no step two. <laughs> Jesus, Mary and Martha. You guys know that story? Jesus is doing something like this. He's holding like a teaching night or something. Mary is sitting right here where Johnny's sitting. Martha's in the kitchen slaving away. She's trying to work, trying to feed people, trying to be a good host, trying to do, 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 do. And you know who she's angry at? Mary. Because Mary isn't doing as much as she's done, right? Martha comes up to Jesus and says, look what, my, look what Mary's doing, look what I'm doing. And Jesus just, he doesn't rebuke her strongly, he just kind of gently just goes, Martha, Martha. Like, she's chosen the good portion. There's only one thing that's necessary. And he's referring to what she's doing. Wow. There's only one thing in your life that's necessary. That. Mm. Sit at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. That's it, one thing. Nothing else. Nothing else is necessary. Sit at the feet of Jesus and spend time with your father. That's it. No step two. No, but then what, Nath? No, but yeah, I've tried that. No, but like, what if that fails? What if that fails? <laughs> All the things that we think. No, but I did that this morning. He didn't speak to me, Nath. I don't know how to hear him. It's easier for you. You're good at this. I'm not good at this. All, of, all the lies, all the lies. God's speaking to you every single day. The only question is, can you hear him? Can you, can you listen to him? Do you know his voice? Jesus says, the sheep, my sheep, know my voice. Do you know his voice? Because that, that says that you're a sheep. <laughs> and you want to be a sheep, by the way. Because <laughs> he's a good shepherd. Oh, baby. So good. <sighs> yeah. We, we, we make it so... We're going to do, by the way, after this talk, we're going to do immediate practical application. I'm going to put on some worship music and we're going to just sit and listen and just be really calm. And we're not going to have any expectation that God's going to like, 
rush through this window and give everyone words and just relax. And even if you don't feel like you get an absolute word tonight, relax. And then again, go and, go and sit at his feet mm-hmm. and just sit there. Like literally my mom, she's a freaking warrior for Jesus. She got to this point where she was like, God, if you are real, I need you to show me power and strength and like your, your reality in my life now. I need you to show it to me and I will remove everything I know about you and I'm just going to come and sit at your feet and then you yourself are going to teach me. And she said she did it. I think she said about two months. Didn't hear anything for two months. But slowly building block on building block on building block and she's been doing this since Keenan was born because that's when things started going bad. (laughs) 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 Not your fault, but that's actually what happened. (laughs) Because she almost died giving birth to him. It's pretty crazy. But um. Yeah, so, sorry, I got hectic there, didn't it? Um, but like, just time after time, building block and building block, he, like Jesus just wiped all of what she thought about him, clear and clean, and then just building block and building block, just like love and joy and presence and father and church and all these things, right, that make her, and, and if you speak to her now, you can tell there's 20 something years of just like sitting at Jesus' feet. It's really all she does. And you know what it manifests like? She loves other people nonstop forever and I can't even handle it. She doesn't think about herself anymore. I'm just like, oh my gosh, you make me feel so crap. <laughs> but I don't live under law, so I'm all good. But you guys know what I'm saying? Like it manifested it itself in just loving people, buying gifts to people that she barely even knows and dropping it around on their birthday. I was just like, who thinks like that? Well, God thinks like that. And she's been sitting at his feet for 20 something years. So now she does too. <laughs> so simple, hey. So simple. Can I just say one thing? That Absolutely. Like, um, I think when we get caught up in all this, like, you know, it says I can have all these spiritual gifts and yeah. I don't have it now and all this yeah. stuff. Like one thought that came to me was, um, like I was nannying, I nannied these two boys. Liam and Parker, yeah. yeah. And um, they were saying to me, like, oh, like, a, um, I got a new electric scooter. I got a new electric scooter and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, we can take it to the park or whatever. But then, um, and they kept saying this. And then I was like, oh, where is it and stuff? And they're like, oh, like, uh, I don't actually get it till Christmas. So, like, uh, they what? knew that they were getting an electric scooter, but they hadn't actually got it yet. Like, so I mean, this Christmas? Christmas? So, this was last year. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. I was like, but, like, that's a long time to wait. So excited. And they said it as if they already had it. Yeah. Like, they were like, I have an electric scooter. Like, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. And it was for Christmas. So, it's like, you know, they had to wait to get it. But I think that's yeah. just like how we are. Like, we, we have those things and stuff, and like, God yeah. wants them for us, and He's got so them for good. us. But then, like, Come you know, on. it's just like believing that and stuff. And it yeah. just, like, I don't know, it just like made that connection. Then I was like, yeah. that's so cool. Like, He doesn't say, you know, like I might be getting one at Christmas and stuff. Like he knows that he's going to get it. And we know that God wants to give these things to us. So we just like have to be like that, just childlike faith. Like, you know, I've yeah. got them and stuff. Even if I don't have it right now, I can't use it right now and stuff. Like yeah. I know that it's there. Like, yeah, fully. Yeah. That's so, so good. Cool. Thanks, so Mom. That's good. awesome. Yeah. Yay, Jesus. <laughs> well, thanks, Yeah. 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 Nah, okay. thanks, Jesus. But yeah. <laughs> um, Riley? Just off the bat of um, what you were saying before, something that I Absolutely. have found super encouraging for myself is, like when I haven't, um, like have, when I have when I felt like I haven't been hearing from God, have this, you know, you have faith that that God loves you. You ha- you have that faith. It's like that persistence and that endurance and and that faith for Jesus. Have that same amount of faith and love for yourself, knowing that you love Him, mm-hmm. and knowing that He is faithful. Because wow. you're like, I know that God loves me, and I know that yeah. He speaks to me. I don't always hear it, or I don't hear it sometimes, or then you know God might be doing something in my life, and I'm just like. I, it's really hard 
have that same amount of faith in yourself that you do hear from him. Mm, Don't be discouraged by silence because sometimes silence is a vi- like silence is a huge and powerful thing. Oh, it's you incredible. Know? So it's like that yeah. amount of peace, like with whatever we're going to be doing, like um, like that practicality of just like sitting and resting at his feet. Like if you have like peace, thank God for that peace. Like that is a start. Like that, like God is working in your heart to continually like reveal more of Himself to who you are. Yeah. And more of who He is. So have that faith that you have in Jesus. Have that faith in yourself as well. Yeah, totally. That's so good. (laughs) And sometimes, sometimes that's so good. So sometimes when you, when you do go into that quiet place and you're trying to seek Him and all that sort of stuff, and nothing feels like it's actually happening, you might start to think well, if God is good and that he does love giving me gifts, he could so easily speak to me right now and all these thoughts start to come in, right? You have to really, really take hold of that thought and take it captive to Christ mm. and say, no, 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 that can't be right because he is a good father. And you just rest in the real simple truth of that and you just wait. Just sit and wait at his feet. Just let him teach you. So good, so good. Um, just on the back of what mom is saying as well, um, it actually says that's like it mainly talks about spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians, right? And the Corinthian church is actually messed up. Like they've got some serious, horrible stuff going on. There's like some dude sleeping with his mother-in-law. That's what he writes in in the thing. It's just like, what are you doing, bro? Like praising him for it or something. Yeah, it's like, oh man. And they're getting drunk on communion wine, and they're like, oh, this is awesome. Thanks, Jesus, for the wine. It's just like, you guys are so lost. But they had. It says at the very beginning of the chapter, you lack no spiritual gift. And this is 1 Corinthians 1. You lack no spiritual gift. And it's just like, whoa, what the heck? Like that church didn't lack any spiritual gift. And that church is one he writes all the stuff about spiritual gifts to, 12, 13, 14, those chapters there. Like, it's crazy. So it's like, as if we don't, like we're not walking in that scene. I know we're not. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be obvious if we were. <laughs> but um, you guys know what I'm saying? So it's like, you're fully right. We have access to those gifts. How about we stop trying to like run for them? Please God, please God, please just work it through me, work it through me. I'm so impatient, I'm so impatient. Just do it, God. And you just sit at his feet and he just, he just, he just let him use you when you're ready. You know what I mean? Jesus is king. That was just a side note. Um, so good. So, okay, I'll tell you guys a story. So me, Ben Juice, um, Brad Wall and a few others a couple of Friday nights ago, went out to Monavale and there was like this fundraiser thing and then we went out to like, like uh, preach Jesus on the streets, right? And that was like, I am not naturally someone who does that, right? Like it's just not my thing. Like I'd much <laughs> rather do teaching night. I'm, I'm just more comfortable in Christian environments and I'm more comfortable chatting with people one-on-one. But like making people intentionally uncomfortable with like the Jesus message, I'm like, I struggle with that. So that's just me being honest, right? I'm just, it's not my natural thing. But someone like Brad Wall is like, that's his natural thing. He'll just go, he's never going to stop doing that. You know what I mean? You can just tell. So I was like, okay, I want to start evangelizing. I want to do it, but I don't really know how. And so I'm just going to hang out with these boys because they do it all the time. They go out every Friday night and just preach Jesus to people. So I bet if I just go out with them, then I'll, I won't say anything. I'll just sort of hang in the back and I'll just kind of learn and just watch them how they do it. And I was just I was having a really chill attitude towards it. I was like, I'm not going to pressure myself. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go. And then it was what was really cool is that God, God so honored my going. It was ridiculous because all I said was, I'm just going to go. I'm not going to put any expectation over what's going to happen. I'm just going to go hang out with these dudes and we'll just see what happens. Okay, literally this is what happened. 
This is so ridiculous. Um, I walked out of Mona Pub after the fundraiser. Within five seconds, this dude comes up to me. He said he wasn't on drugs, but he seemed like he was. And I was wearing this like kind of Christmassy jumper. And he goes, dude, your jumper is awesome. And I was like, thanks brother, how cool, how cool is it? And he was like, you're gonna get some girls tonight with that. And I was like, bro, do you know what? I'm actually married. And he was like, are you serious? That's so sick, bro. And I like showed him my ring and stuff. And he was like, that's so cool, man. And I was like, yeah, man. And he gave me a hug. And I was like, bro, Jesus loves you. It just kind of slipped out. And I was just like, Jesus loves you, man. He's like, thanks, man. I needed to hear that. That's so cool. And I was like, no worries. Do you want to come hang out with, with, with these guys over here? I was just walking to these guys. And he was like, oh, I got to go find my friends, but maybe later we can come. Uh, we'll come and join you guys. And I was like, yeah, for sure. We'll just be hanging around here. And I was like, see ya. And that was it. And then I walked up to Ben. Ben saw me like um, speaking to the guy. And he goes, did you preach to him? And I was like, yeah, I did. Like I said, Jesus loves you too. I was like, that's really cool. I don't, that's not something I normally do. You know what I mean? And then Ben goes, see, it's the good shepherd leading the sheep in and out of green pasture. So it's actually, you're, you're, you're not going out with any sort of agenda. You're, you're being led by your father and he'll actually bring you those encounters without you even really trying. And then that was honestly, I could rave on about that night because that was ridiculous. That was one of, this is no exaggeration, one of eight people that walked up to us randomly more. and started and asked a bit more? Way more. Way more. I don't know. How many? 10? 12? I would have said 12. 12. Okay. One of 12 people. <laughs> so maybe say 10 because I'm a bit... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be real. You're a bit of a liar. Yes, <laughs> 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 um, No, but actually, seriously, it was like there were so many people that were just like, Hey guys, and just walked up and just shook someone's hand. Yeah. And we're like, hey. And they're like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, we're just talking about Jesus and worshiping and stuff. And they're like, sweet. And then we just preached the gospel and two people got saved. And I was like, this is not oh, happening right now. Awesome. Like, yeah, I know, it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was watching. But like, it was so cool that I got to be a part of that. And all I did was say, God, I'm just going to go like, as best I know how to do. I'm not going to go, because I've tried before, trying going out to people and on my own strength and I can do this, I can do this, rah, and it's just like, you get super discouraged if you don't have the right uh, foundation, you really do, because, and you've got to go in love as well, you don't go with an agenda like trying to get people saved, because people will tell you, to, they'll, they'll swear at you or they might punch you in the face or any, anything can happen, right? If you go with like, oh, he didn't appreciate me, like you get really hurt, but if you go with like, hey, I got to love that guy, and even if he didn't receive it, maybe, something got, maybe something's going on in his heart. You know what I mean? Like, you can't lose that way. But anyway, the point is, like, that was the verse. I was going to read this verse out. The gatekeeper, that's Jesus, opens the gate. No, it's actually, it's not Jesus. Sorry. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. Him, that's Jesus. And the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. His sheep follow him because they know his voice. It's just, you're just following the good shepherd. Like Jesus says, I will build my church on you, Peter. So we're not building the church right now. He's building his church through us, the body of Christ. Does that make sense? We're not trying to build church, trying to get converts, trying to raise funds. Like, we're not doing that. Raise funds. <laughs> Legit. Give us money. Yeah, give us money. We're trying to do something here. We've got a project. It's like, no, you don't. You just follow Jesus. He's building his church. You listen to him. The church will grow 20 times faster. We just listen to Jesus. I'm not kidding. And the people will be so much more on fire for God because there's actual truth being preached there. 
and like the father's heart being heard for that particular congregation. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because as if God couldn't do that. Wow. Sure he could. <laughs> but we just got to be open and listening to him. Not trying to do everything on our own merit and own strength. A few verses later it says, Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and they will go out and find pasture. They will come in and they will go out and find pasture. You're just following the shepherd every day. Simple. So simple. Um, sorry? What verse was that? This is John 10 um, from 3 to 9. Because um, we just try so hard to do this life of a believer that we build up in our heads rather than seeking him and seeking his just presence, his, just, his voice every single day. Like we've got this image. I think a lot of us have right now in our heads this image of Todd White, of Dan Moller, of all these people that we look up to, Bethel, whatever. And you're just like, oh, when I'm there, then I'll be. Da, 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 da. And it's just like that future version of yourself is okay, but you're not okay. And you've got to be okay now. Not striving to be this future person, even with anything, with work with family, with relationships, anything. You've got to be okay now. It starts with you being okay now. And that God doesn't see you future and sorry, God doesn't see you in the future as holy and blameless and righteous. He sees you as that now, today, in this moment. Yay. So good. Another thing we try and do is to make it easier on ourselves when we go out and evangelize and stuff, we turn everything into a method. So like if I went out with Brad Wall and Ben and stuff and they were like going out to people and saying, hey man, Jesus loves you. What my, what my natural mind does is, is go, <laughs> bad sentence. What my natural mind does is, oh, so that's how you evangelize. You just go up to someone and say, hey, Jesus loves you. Rather than, God, what's your heart for this person in front of me right now? Because that person, let's just say as an example, that person could be wrestling with this intense decision all day Instead of going up to them and saying, hey, Jesus loves you, man, walking off, you could listen just a couple seconds and then God gives you a word and he says something like, go up and say this to him. And you walk up to him and you say, hey, man, I think you really need to trust your heart. God says, I want you to trust your heart. And then you walk away. And he's like, whoa, are you kidding me? Because he was going over that over and over again in his mind because you listen to his fa your father, you're able to minister straight to his heart. That's way more impacting than a sentence like, oh, hey man, Jesus loves you. Nothing wrong with that sentence. But turning it into a method to make it easier, I think we're missing the point. We're not loving people then. We're just following what everyone else does rather than being led by the good shepherd. Ben. Um, that was a good spot. Um, I was just going to say as well, like when you're reading through, I don't know which gospel or if it's all of them, but like basically like almost every time Jesus approaches someone, they like would be like, he felt compassion for them or like compassion came on him, blah, blah, blah. It's like every single person that he went to, it was like compassion yeah. given. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if you're ever like just going someone just for like, just for that, to do like a method thing to get a number, then it's not legit. But it's like, yeah, seeing people through the totally. eye that God sees them yeah. and being like, God, like, yeah, what's actually your heart for them and then feeling compassion on them and then going up and then just like, unloading that yeah yeah for sure that's so sick yeah exactly just watch what jesus does like even how he engages with the woman at the well it's it's a really cool conversation because you get a bit of back and forth 
and you get how he responds to her. This is John 4, by the way. You get how he actually responds to her and how he brings it to back to God. And then he gives her a word of knowledge and she gets <coughs> rocked. And then just really just authentic, natural conversation. He's not going up there with an agenda of being like, hey, I love you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he is loving her by doing that. You know what I mean? That's actually, you're actually loving them rather than saying that someone loves them. Yeah. How much better is that? Yeah. And on top of that, just off that, the, you know, where Jesus talked, like, talked to the woman of the world, like she, that woman with that genuine nature of just being able to talk to someone, she actually went off and saved a whole town. Yeah. <laughs> like it's that, like just ha- being able to have a conversation with somebody enables them to be like, oh, it's not like this ruled mentality of like, I have to be a certain way. Like they are a child of God just as much as you are. So being able to say to them, hey, do like, Jesus loves you so much because it's true. And it's such a natural thing to say. There is no formula that's going to make anything work better or less. But if you come from the base of like the father having that genuine heart for them being like, wow, God, God's just shown me something that, you know, about, about them or, or he's shown such, such compassion for that person for whatever reason. And you then convey the father's heart to them. They will naturally be taken aback being like, oh, wow, this is actually real. Like someone actually come up to me and said that Jesus loves me. The last time somebody did that, they said that I that I was a sinner and that I was a bad person. And, but this person said nothing like that. What is this? Yeah. That's so, it. And it's like that. Like and so that woman went on to save a whole town. You don't know what the person so that you're going to talk to what, what they're capable of because yeah. they've got a great destiny just as just as we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's it. Like Jesus says, John chapter six, couple, couple chapters later, mm-hmm. he goes, "My words." our spirit and life and i think it's just him him listening to his father and the spirit empowers his words and they cut straight to the heart like it literally uh, this is my actual favorite verse in the whole bible i love this verse i think about it so often maybe i've been mentioned to you guys before i don't know but john 7 right the pharisees send these royal guards to go or not royal guards but like centurion soldiers and all that stuff go and arrest jesus right they go, they walk up to him and then a couple of chapters later, you hear they come back and they don't have Jesus and they go, where is he? Why didn't you get him? And they only say one sentence. And if you think about this sentence, it's just like, that's ridiculous. Because these guys are basically policemen. They've been ordered to do something and they're going to lose their job because they didn't do it. They go, no one ever spoke like this man before. So literally as they're walking up to arrest him, his words are just cutting, cutting, cutting to their heart and they're just like... And they have to actually, they're so taken back, they go, there's no way I could arrest him. And they turn around and go back and they're, they're in trouble for that. Do you get that? These are centurions, right? Yeah. They're people who command 100 men, they're like, they're vicious. They're well, I don't know if they were centurions, but like, let's just say they were officers. Well, like, either way, they're Romans. They're the Romans. The army in the world. There you go. There you go. You know what I'm saying? His, his words were so penetrating to the heart. And like, you can actually read in that section when they get turned, when they turn away, the last thing that Jesus says was he gets up in the middle of a feast and he shouts, come to me, all who are thirsty. And I will, get, oh, what does he say? Blanking. Huh? No, it's not. I'll give you rest. It's, um, I will make rivers of living water flow from your heart. And then he sits back down. Just like, Yay. oh my gosh, <laughs> who does that at feasts? You know what I mean? <laughs> he did. <laughs> and the guards were so cut. They were just like, what? Who speaks like that? No one speaks like that. And it was God's words penetrating them, hitting their heart, hitting their heart, hitting their heart. Wow. But the Pharisees couldn't get hit, did they? 
they, they chatted with Jesus on and off for years. And that, none, none of their words hit them because their hearts were so hardened that even, even Jesus' words couldn't penetrate it. They had to be softened first. Anyway, rabbit trail again. But um, yeah, how cool is that? So it's like, you, literally, you could walk up to someone and say the word grasshopper because God gave you that word. And then you, for all you know, that's like, let's just say it's a, a lady. That's what um, her dad's been calling her as a nickname for her whole life. And, and, and you just say to her, hey, God says to you, um, have a good day, grasshopper. And she's like, that makes no sense. Like your mind will totally talk you out of that. But she would be like, what? You know my nickname? She would be rocked. See, it's not about giving that generic word. It's about listening to the father because his words penetrate. And even for me, running teaching night, right? I could be thinking about, oh, who is in the room tonight? Like the new Christians, is it these people, is it that people? What, what should I preach to them? No, 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 no. I listen to God and I tell you guys exactly what he's been telling me. And I don't worry about, did that convince you enough? Hopefully you guys are ready to give your life now. Let's go get baptized. All that, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. I just speak the best that I can, his words, as strongly as I can. And I let Holy Spirit do the rest. So much simpler that way. I could be stressing out every single Monday night, being like, oh crap, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? Last week I set such a high standard with this talk and ah, oh, just like, no. Yeah. It's like, honestly, teaching night is very chilled for me. Very, very chilled. Like I, I, I haven't really thought about it at all much this week. It's <laughs> so cool. It's just like Holy <laughs> Spirit just like gives me stuff. The day before, I'm just like, okay, let's, let's talk about that. I didn't know what I was saying until yesterday. And this is not a boast. I'm just saying that he's taught me Stop trying to make arguments, Nath. Stop trying to make your eloquent words hit people's hearts. How about you just listen to me and I'll hit people's hearts. Oh, Jesus. Sounds like that just hits some people's hearts. <laughs> so good. So here's what I want to say overall. This life is really not that hard work at all. It's really not. And I don't mean that in a lazy type of way, like you can just chill every day. Of course you can't. Like, did Paul chill? No, he was like the hardest work I've ever seen in my life. But he was so at rest every single day in his spirit because he would just listen to his father. You guys know what I'm saying? So every day is just enjoying sonship with him and with God and letting him lead and guide you by the spirit. Letting him lead you and guide you by the spirit. That's why he's given you the Holy Spirit to guide you, right? You will work hard, you will work hard, but it wasn't ever supposed to be on your own to try and be okay with God. Receive your sonship, receive, your, receive who you are as a child of God. The Bible reaffirms it so many times, you're a child of God, you're a child of God, you're a child of God. He's trying to drive a point home. He, kn he knew you wouldn't believe it with one, so he gave you like an affinity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I speak, I speak to so many of you guys, this is something I've seen, I'm not judging anyone, because I've walked through this as well. But I speak, I speak to you and I'm like, someone tells me their problem, tells me what's going on, where they're at with God. And they just wanted to tell me and they didn't want to hear the answer. And I was like, okay, I understand that because not everyone needs an answer sometimes. And I'm totally happy just to listen. But there's, there seems to be sometimes this buildup of like, oh, here comes the answer. Another thing I should be doing that I'm not doing. Another sermon that you're preaching and teaching that I haven't applied to my life yet. Slow down, I'm way back at week one, Nate. You know what I mean? What are you doing there? Compiling a list of commands for your life 
and things that you should be living in that you're not yet and then condemning yourself because you haven't met, haven't met that standard that you set for yourself rather than receiving your sonship, receiving that you are a son, a daughter of God. Do you know what I mean? Because I speak to people and, and, and then I start, I don't know, I feel something on my heart to share with them and it could be wrong, I don't know, but I, I feel like an answer on my heart to share and then I see their eyes just glaze over a bit. And I'm just like, they're not listening right now. And that's fine. I'm not upset or offended about, about that. But I'm like, I want you to hear it. And I want you to be in a place where I could say anything right now. And you wouldn't take it as a burden. But so many of us take things that, like we say as burdens. You know what I mean? Teacher, no, I was so convicting tonight. Oh, this one was so convicting. I, I, know, I know I have to now. Da, 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 da. It's like, what? When did it ever become like, sit at Jesus' feet and also make sure you read the Bible three hours a day? <laughs> And also make sure you memorize the book of Philippians or like stupid things that we say. It's like, it was like we're trying to go back to the law. It's just like, what are you doing? Like, you really want to go back to being a slave. Like that sucked. I hate being a slave. Being a son is so much more fun. It's way more chilled. It's so amazing how ingrained it is. It is. It's so ingrained. I'm speaking as a much, much older person than you guys because I really struggle with it. Like yeah. Yeah. And it is so amazing how ingrained it is in us. And I, I pray for you guys because you're younger and I'm thinking, yes, let that let that roll off you yeah. so much quicker yeah, yeah, yeah. than it is with me. And I and I'm, I guess that might be just another complete excuse that I'm saying because I'm twenty six, twenty eight years older than you, um, it's harder for me. I don't no, know. It I, may not be. Yeah. But I'm just, just thinking it's just so ingrained. Yeah. Totally. And it's really the, the sin of Adam that's, that's really yeah. been the most ingrained thing of all. Yeah. Totally. Because I, I listen to you and every time I listen to you, I'm going, yes, yes, this is what I want. Yeah. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday comes around. And yeah. again, I'm thinking, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. Why did I do this? Oh, yeah. I'm wrong. Oh, I've got to do it again, you know? Yeah. Just so ingrained. Fully. So horribly ingrained. We just, we just turn like awesome stuff into to-do into to -do lists. And it's just like, oh, damn, I only completed three out of the 12 this week. And those nine condemn you because yeah. you didn't do them. Yeah. Or if you did do the 12, you get super proud of yourself. Because <laughs> some people are freaking good at being disciplined. They can just do it. I'll say, go read the whole book of Genesis this week. They'll do it. And they'll be like, did it, Nath. It's like, whoa, that's crazy. Like you, if, if it was all about living by the law, those people would have a serious advantage. I'm not kidding. <laughs> they would. They would just be able to get it done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like no one has an advantage when it comes to being a son or a daughter. Like we all have the exact same grace for us to live exactly like what you're saying, Kathy, where your heart's going, yes, I want that, yes, I want that, yes, I want that. And that for it to never change. Because Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday comes, right? And then you've already turned it into a to-do list. And it comes to Thursday and you go, oh, I've been so busy this week. I've been so weighed down by this. And that list is still staring at you in your face. And you're like, Kathy, you said you're going to get up at 5 a.m. read the Bible. It's just like slave. That to-do list is your slave master. You know what I mean? Is this making sense? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jesus, so good. Thanks for sharing, Kathy. That's so awesome that you said that. Um, yeah, I, I think this is pretty clear, but I'm just going to reiterate it again. I like repeating myself. We're still trying and we're still striving and we're not slowing down, switching off and listening and being 
and then living in him. Because that's far more the process. Switching off, chilling out, listening to him, and then you go and do. You know what I mean? Like there's times where Jesus would actually go away by himself on a mountain to pray all night when he was surrounded by a crowd that could have been ministered to. How is that love, Jesus? You could have loved them. You could have done this. You could have done that. And he leaves them. And then he gets in a boat and goes to the other side of the other side of the sea. And they're like, where is he? He actually leaves them. He doesn't even tell them where he's going. <laughs> is that God? It is. It seems mean. It seems cruel. It seems this, it seems that. He is listening to his father. He had a mission. He had a goal. He had... You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, I'm trying to do everything, trying to do everything, trying, trying to be this person. You know what I mean? Listening to your father. If your father says, I don't want you to go up to that person, then you don't go up to them. You don't ask why. You just say, okay, I'm not going to go up to them. You guys know what I'm saying? I mean, that stuff that probably is not going to happen very often because <laughs> he loves when you love on people. But um, yeah, Jesus is king. <sighs> so, practical application from this. Maybe we can just go home, shut off all the lights, open your heart to God as wide as you can, believing that He wants to speak to you more badly than you want to even hear Him. Wow. Who here believes that about God? Yeah? Say it again. <laughs> Luckily, I wrote this down. Because <laughs> usually I'm just one time, that's it. Um, where are we? Jesus, maybe you can just go home, shut off all the lights, open your heart to God as wide as you can, believing He wants to speak to you more badly than you want to hear Him. Because that's what a good, good father would do, right? That He would much, He wants to speak to you more badly than you want to even hear Him. And you think, I'm trying to hear you so bad, I'm trying to hear you so bad. Just stop. Whoa. See the trying attitude, trying, striving mindset? Speak to me, God, speak to me, God, please, please, please. You're probably blocking him out by doing that. How about you just slow down, relax, it's all good. <laughs> and then he speaks. Jesus. And then, yeah, have, have no expectation. Because I say people go into the, into the bedroom to try and spend time with God, and they have this expectation that he's going to show up within 15 minutes. And it's just like... Okay, maybe he will. Maybe he'll show up in 15 seconds. I don't know. He's God. He can sort of do what he wants. <laughs> but maybe go in with... Because like you hear stories like people like, oh, an angel came in my room and said this to me. It's just like, whoa, I, I want that. And then you go and try to do the same. It just doesn't happen. You get super discouraged. Now the angels become a law for you. <laughs> See how quickly it becomes a law? Because you put this thing over your life. Oh, I want that. I, I, should, I should be doing that. How come I haven't done that? They've been a Christian le less time than I have been. They're getting that. Law, condemnation, law, condemnation. You know what I'm saying? How about you just, how about you just go into the room and imagine that your, your dad's actually already there, waiting for you. And he beat you to, he beat you to the room. <laughs> Can we also sort of like narrow it for ourselves? I guess like, you know, if you go into the quiet place and you're expecting like, you know, like God, I want to hear your audible voice or something like that, and then you're just listening for that, you're not really realizing that he's probably speaking to you through other things as well. Like, yeah. uh, because like when I was learning to listen from God, like. I'm like, what is listening from God? Like, is it this or A or B or C and stuff? But then you start realizing that he's going to like speak to everyone differently and stuff. Yeah. And like, and then I've just like been thriving that because I'm like, that's so cool. Like he yeah. wants unique relationships with Personal. us and he's not going to do it the same with everyone all the time and stuff. So like, so we can't good. just narrow our perspective being expecting this one thing from God, but then he's actually doing all these other things and we're not realizing that he wants to have that unique relationship yeah. with us. Like, yeah. uh, which is like, 
so much better. <laughs> so much better. So cool, yeah. Who wants someone else's relationship when you can have your own? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, 100%. whenever I chat to Amber about stuff that's going on in my life, about God and stuff, like, she doesn't almost relate to it at all. Mm. And I like that because it would suck if she just tried to copy my path. Copy. She would end up some weird place. I don't know. I don't even want to imagine it. I want her to find her own place with God. Do you know what I mean? I want that for everyone. Mm. Everyone just has their own thing with their dad. Like, if you've got brothers and sisters, like, you guys understand that, like, your relationship with your parents is different to their relationship with your parents, right? And it's the same people, but you relate so differently because you're just different people. Yeah. So find your own place, find your own path, and just be yourself. Speak exactly what you say on your heart, even if it feels like it's the wrong thing to do. God, I'm really upset at this today. I think he really appreciates that honesty. You can do that to your earthly dad, right? So why can't you do it to your heavenly dad? Oh, I shouldn't be upset, I shouldn't be offended, I shouldn't be this, I shouldn't be that. Should, 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 law, 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 condemnation, condemnation, condemnation. Slave, slave, slave. Remove shoulds. Remember I said that? Remove shoulds. There's no shoulds. It's just you and him. Him and you. That's it. One thing is necessary. And I know this might fly in the face of a lot of what I've said so far teaching night because I've, I've preached strong some night. But that stuff comes after this first step. Yeah. You know what I mean? When he starts to woo you and make you walk into this path, right? call you down this direction that's when that stuff comes out but it always starts with just you and him him and you never more complicated than that you know what i'm saying jesus so and when when you, when you do go into that place with god don't let your hope because your hope will try and find other places to rest like it'll rest in the fact oh but i did i did what nate said your hope might be there and if, if it's there you'll be disappointed i promise or your hope might be in an angel is supposed to show up. Actually, I'll tell you guys two quick stories. They're crazy, but don't take them as law, okay? Don't take them as, oh, that's going to happen to me. But they're so cool because God just honors them. Anyway, two stories. Christine told me this one. Um, there was this guy who every single morning he would wake up um, and make a coffee, but he wanted to spend time with Jesus. So he made Jesus a coffee too. And he put the coffee on the other <laughs> side of the table. And then, okay, this is it's freaking crazy. He did this for years. And then, <laughs> I'm going to laugh at this. A couple of years later, Jesus w walked in the room and then took the coffee. <laughs> Did he take it? I can't remember the exact... You can ask Christine about it because I'm pretty sure she told me that. What is she here tonight? No, she's not. Um, what is he like? What is he like? I don't know. I think he just received it. <laughs> but how cool is that that he was always there, but then he fully honoured him by actually like physically showing up. But the guy just in faith every single day, here's your coffee, Jesus. How cool is that? Wow. <laughs> and, and, it's, and there's another one. There's another one. This guy, Brad told me this one actually, Brad Keys. He goes, this guy really wanted to see Jesus. He goes, I just want to see him. I'm just going to ask until it happens. Apparently he asked, I think it was like two, it's always two years. Don't take that as a rule. It's not a rule. <laughs> um, I think he prayed for two years and then he was just like, God, I just want to see you. I just want to see your form. I, I believe you're here. I trust in you. I'm not saying this out of any weird sort of mindset. I just want to see you. That's it. I just want to see you. He wasn't being weird about it. He was just being like asking God a question. Can you please, I just want to see you. And then one day Jesus showed up in his room and then his wife came in after him and he was cowering under the table underneath a blanket going like, <laughs> like freaking out because she saw light come from under the door. Oh, anyway, it's just crazy that stuff. But like, yeah, I, I, what the, the important things of those stories is those guys did relationship with Jesus their own way and then God honored it every yeah. single time. Yeah. 
And, he, and do you know he honored it before he showed up as well? Yeah. You know that he was always in that room next to that coffee before yeah. he actually physically showed up there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And whether you guys believe that in those stories or not, it doesn't matter. The point is you do it your way. Mm. What do you want to do? Who, like, who are you? Like, what do you like doing? Mm. Like, do you like going to the movies? Yeah. Then why don't you go to the movies with Jesus? <laughs> with no pressure that we're going to have this spiritual awakening in the middle of the movie. How about you just go and enjoy the movie? You know what I mean? It's just spend intentional time with him. That's how you build a relationship in real life, right? Spending intentional time. You can't do it any other way. That's how it has to be. But it's about finding out how you do it. And he wants to bring that out of you. You know what I mean? And I think the more you share with him, the more he's rejoicing in that, that you're actually sharing part of your heart with him. Because you might feel like, oh, God knows everything. Well, that doesn't mean don't share with him what's going on. Like imagine if he actually intentionally withheld his knowledge, because some people think this, he withheld his knowledge of stuff that's going on in your life. So that when he came to you, uh, when you came to him and you shared it with him, it was actually fresh to him and he was excited to hear about it. I don't even know that's possible. I'm not, I'm not even going to talk about it. But I think it's like that. You know what I mean? I think your relationship with him is actually like that. It's real. It's real. It's just like people talking, hanging out. So good, hey. So we're still trying. We're still trying to be set free. We're still trying to be powerful. We're still trying to be on fire rather than trying to get to know him and letting him work that in us. We're still just Egypt, slave, seven days a week. You know what I mean? You just got to be a son. I guarantee you that if you open up your heart to God to minister to you, that he will help you with your most pressing need first. So you might come to him and say, God, I want all the spiritual gifts. And then you go and spend time with him and he goes, and the only thing you feel in your heart is actually your mom. That's actually, I think that's God speaking to you. Mm. And I, I don't know, it's up to you what, what's going on in your life about that sort of stuff. But like maybe he wants to, you to forgive her or maybe he wants you to go talk to her or pray for her. And in so doing, he's growing and building your character to a place where when he gives you spiritual gifts, you won't misuse them because you get drunk with power. But you'd be grounded in love. Wow. See, he knows your needs better than you do. And you can come to him with your wants and I think he honors that. Do you know what I mean? But he'll always come towards your pressing need first. So you might say, God, I want this. God, I want this. God, I want this. And he goes, that's cool. That's for future. But right now we're going to deal with this. And you go, I don't want to deal with that. Well, that's where you've got to learn how to submit and just be a son and let, your, let, your, let God father you. You need to let him father you. Or you will, seriously, I just hear me on this. You'll walk off a cliff. You'll die. <laughs> legit actually that's such a good point because he, he didn't obey his father he didn't Jonah didn't, didn't obey and he ends up in inside of a whale so like oh my gosh that's crazy um, anyway see we know that intellectually that God is our father and we, but we still live out of this place of I'm not okay I need breakthrough I need to be more on fire like everyone else at teaching night or at worship night I need teaching on this particular topic because I got this problem, I need a strategy for it. And you let that stuff get you. It gets to you first before he, he can get to you. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what you're thinking about all the time rather than just going, God, what's your heart for me? What's your heart for me? And, and while we're on the topic, how's your day, God? How are you going? Wow. What's going on in the world? Like, isn't that how you talk to people in real life? Yeah. That's how you talk to your father, right? In real life. How's your day, Dad? Yeah, it's good. It's at work and da da da. Cool. Like, what did you do today? I did this, did that, did that. Like he'll tell you some amazing stories, I'm sure. <laughs> Healing people and stuff. Awesome. Um, so good. He wants to grow you 
and move you to become like him, but we need to just be open to his molding rather than trying to be this future version of ourselves that's all good and okay and God actually likes that person. God likes you. Who, who believes that? That God likes them. Like we all know God loves us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up, Nate. God likes you. Like he's like, oh, they're here. Sweet. You know when someone walks in the room and you're just like, I like that person. And you just get stoked about that. He's like that about you. He's like, oh, my daughter's come to visit me. <laughs> and she just wants to hang with me and hear from me. <laughs> That's what a good father does. <laughs> so good. Um, Jesus, Jesus. All right, I'm just going to skip over the rest. Okay, no, I'll tell you this one last story. This is what happened to me yesterday. So I woke up, right, like I told you before. I woke up, I was in this funk because I had this week of just like, there, And I was just like, I felt so just like, God, like what's going on? And it wasn't just like the enemy was lying to me and I was like believing all these lies. It was literally like I felt something had gone wrong with my relationship with God. Does anyone relate to that? Like your relationship with God's not cool right now. There's this feeling of just like, oh, I just don't know what it is, but something. I had that, right? I woke up. I literally, I promise I only read this. I read nothing else. It's 1 John 2, 28. And now, dear children, continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. And I realize, just in that moment, obviously the Holy Spirit was like the one reminding me, but he was like, you're going to not want to remain in him. You're going to not want to remain in him, but you need to remain in him. And I go, oh, of course. How do I do that? What is to receive exactly what he says about me? Thank you. And this is what I did. Thank you, Father, that I'm a son. Thank you so much for the stuff I'm feeling right now. I'm healing in my mind right now. It's just not true at all. I am a son. You love me. You're so stoked with me. You're so stoked that I care about this stuff. You're so stoked at this and that. I'm just preaching truth to myself. And before you know it, I was out of it, out of the funk. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, back to me again. I was like, yay, Jesus. <laughs> you guys know what I'm saying? It's, it can be that simple. Just don't let your head and your feelings and stuff get in the way. Just receive it. No, no, no. I'm a son. I'm a son. He's really pleased with me. He really loves me. He really likes me. Simple stuff. You know what I mean? Jesus. Oh, wow. Okay, last verse, then we'll do our little worship thing. How crazy is this verse, right? Hebrews 4.11. Listen to the language. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. Talking about how Israel walked away in the desert. So, who here strives to get in the place of rest? Because you need to. That's not some law. It's like, dude, go after it. Search after it. Seek after it. Find that place of rest. It's yours. Grab hold of it. Take hold of it. Fight for it. Not in this like uh, draining way, but go after it. Living in a place of rest. Imagine just living in a place of rest the entire rest of your life. That's what it's supposed to be like. Strive to enter his rest. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, and so that's something I've been struggling with recently about just taking time out and just actually just stopping and just realizing that, you know, that God is God. And then I've got this friend called Richard and he's kind of, an, he's, he's a legend, but he sends me this, he sends, he sends me this picture almost every day of this Bible verse, and he says he needs to tell me this, and it says, and it's like um, Psalm 46:10, and it says, he says, "Be still and know that I am God." And he said he sends it to me almost every day, and then for about two weeks, and then it, it, maybe about a week and a half into it, I actually like, accepted it, and I was like, 
You know what? I actually have to do that. I'm, like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not taking time out of my day, and I just need to be still and just to know that God is God. You know, so Dude. that's that's you know what you're talking about is something which is something I've been struggling with and kind of just been given a big revelation on the last you know last seven days. Honestly. Dude, yeah. So, what are you laughing at, bro? <laughs> Goodness, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, <laughs> if you're gonna keep on laughing, can you go out there, um, <laughs> dude? That's so good. I love that. Sometimes you just need to hear hear the word like twenty thousand times, and then you go, "Oh, I actually need to stop and be still." <laughs> it's like you heard that so many times, but you just didn't click that you had to actually like receive it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so good, man. That's that's such a good verse. Um, I love the sounds. Oh, Oh, the Psalms are so real, man. They're so real. Like literally one, one Psalm will be like, God, where are you? I seek you. I'm, I'm panting after you like a dying animal. Like he says that one of, the, one of the Psalms. I want you. Where are you? Next verse. God, you're so close. I love you. And he's just like pouring his heart out. He's like not trying to filter it into Christian language. He's just saying what he feels. It's so cool. Anyway. Um, so we're going to play some songs. And what I want you guys to do is... We're just going to immediately just put this into practice. Just don't sing the words. Guys, don't sing the words. Don't think about anything. Don't worry about anything. Just sit and God's going to speak to you, okay? So I can say that confidently because I know him. He's a father. He's going to speak to you right now. <laughs> How crazy is that? He's going to speak to you. And even if you don't feel like you've got a clear word by the end of the songs, Go home. Keep seeking him. Just seek his face. Sit at his feet. He will speak to you as if he's not going to. What kind of father would, would he be if he didn't do that? You guys know what I'm saying? Yeah. This life is so simple with God. It's literally, I just thought of this really quick, simple story to finish this off. It's like this dad getting ready for work in the morning and he, he's, he's dressed up. He's got his briefcase. He's about to go out the, out the door. And as he gets to his door, his, his three-year-old son's standing there, right? And his son's got like his own little suit on and like a little toy suitcase. Imagine that, right? And it's just like, hey, dad, can we go to work today together? And he just wants to go to work with his dad. And it's like, you're not even going to really achieve that much, bro, if you come. Like a three-year-old's not going to do much. But yeah, you can come and just hang out with me and work with me. And that's it. It's just such a simple little picture for you. But how cool is that? <laughs> Jesus. All right. So just, um, just sit and receive and just listen to his heart. If you guys need to leave because like, it almost is nine, feel free to go. Or if you want to go talk with someone, maybe go down. Can they go downstairs? And I'm welcome downstairs, but they'll still have to be hushed because you can hear everything. Okay. Um, yeah, if you guys don't want to do this practice, that's fine. And if you want to lie down, go lie down. But just open your heart right now. Just like... <laughs> Stop, stop worrying about the room. Stop worrying about if you're going to get a word right now. Jesus.